This week on TSR, down with hyphens and underscores. Indiana Jones 5 slips to 2021. An old scoundrel returns for episode 9. And Ant-Man and the Wasp. All that and more on this episode of TSR. Welcome to TSR, uh, episode 193. Uh, hi, Nancy. Hi, Brian. I realize I should have had some sort of stinging pung at the end of that, but I didn't. Oh, so well. insert pun here. <laughs> insert Ant-Man and the Wasp pun here. Yes. All right. Hey, uh, before we dive too much further, we've got some housekeeping stuff, and this is some really neat housekeeping stuff that's been my white whale for the better part of six years. Brian's very happy right now. I am exceedingly happy. Uh, so you may have noticed uh, that the blogs, uh, the blog and site has a different URL now. After, again, six years, <laughs> I finally got my hands on the TashiStation.net domain that doesn't have the stupid hyphen in it. I've been hunting for that, waiting for it to be unparked for six years, and I finally, finally got it. What did you have to do to get it? What did I have to do to get it? Yes. Uh, I just randomly looked one day at the <laughs> I can who is registrations and it's always parked. Um, oh, so you didn't have to like sacrifice. No, I didn't have to, to sac- God. I didn't have to sacrifice my firstborn for it. Um, <laughs> but uh, I looked randomly one day and saw that no one had the domain registered. Uh, so in a flurried panic, I got onto HostGator, who's our web host, and registered that domain. Um, that then set off about six days of, uh, trial and error and disaster trying to get everything transitioned to that domain. Um, the good news is we have the domain now. Everything is live there. The bad news is somewhere in the process, um, the old domain name got, uh, hijacked by malware and ransomware. So don't go to Tashi-Station.net anymore or Tashi-Station. It's fine now. Uh, the old links, no. Oh. Um, so if you go to Tashi-Station.net, that forwards to Tashi-Station.net. Mm. Any old links you might find on Google or other pages that has the hyphen in there, that's been hijacked by ransomware. Ah, uh, okay. Um, so I... I've got to take it in with HostGator to see if we can do anything about that uh, to get all of those wildcard redirected. Um, so maybe that'll get fixed or... Google will eventually catch up, purge the old links, and then go with the new links. Uh, but yeah, that's where we are now. TashiStation.net. No more hyphen. The and... other, The other thing. <laughs> this was my bigger white whale. <laughs> Since 2010, there has been an at TashiStation account on Twitter. It has not tweeted since... January of 2010. There are three tweets. It follows one account. I've been wanting that account forever. (laughs) I've been wanting at Tashi Station forever. And I never thought this would work because obviously we're not Lucasfilm. We don't own the trademark. Right. But I reached out to Twitter um, Friday just on a lark to say, hey, you know, we have this blog 
uh, and site and podcast network um, that uses the handle Tashi underscore station. We use that because there's this inactive account that hasn't done anything in over eight years. Yes. Could we have that handle? And to my surprise, they said yes. That's amazing. It is. So they did something right. Twitter did something right. I mean, they did something trivially right, which is the most Twitter thing possible. <laughs> um, but they did. Uh, you can now find us with at Tashi Station. No more underscore. The underscore is gone. That's going to be weird um, to get rid of saying. Which and we need to, which yeah. you already changed. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it is. Um, right, now, I, I did go in and do a, a SQL find and replace on the blog database. So anytime you see Tashi underscore station, the underlying link now uh -huh. goes to the right place. That's good. So I don't have time to go in and actually change the text on all of that. No. But if you click on a link to the Twitter account from the blog, it goes to the right place. Um... So yes, that's ours now. And if you're thinking of trying to register the old handle to do whatever you want with it, bad news, I still have that. <laughs> that's still mine. So don't try. It's mine. Uh, so yes, we are now at TashiStation.net and on Twitter at TashiStation. Hooray! The hyphens and the underscores are finally gone after six years. Hooray! I don't know what I'm going to tilt at now, though. Mm, let's just keep the site going nicely. Okay. Okay. <laughs> uh, and other uh, housekeeping news, we started a new podcast. You started I, a new podcast. Yeah, yeah. I uh, did not start a new podcast. Uh, this, this podcast happened... Um, this is definitely not a Nancy podcast. No. Uh, Kristen over at uh, Book Wars Pod and I started a new podcast called the Tashi Station Brew House. Now, you may have seen our um, our web posts uh, where I talk about brewing a Sinjir-themed beer. We've taken that and put it in podcast form. Uh, we use Pico Brew's Model C system. I own one, and now Kristen got one from Woot, and she will have one in her place very soon. And every month, you can tune in and listen to us talk sports, Star Wars, and create a Star Wars-themed beer. And each month, um, apart from the pilot episode, um, which you can listen to on the mega feed, we've got a uh, iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher feed coming for it. Uh, each, each month, we'll also have a guest on. And this month's guest is uh, Photoshop guru and resident Zuvio Stan Heath uh, will be joining us. Yay. To talk baseball and Zuvio and make probably a Zuvio themed beer. Which will disappear. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. It's, we, we it'll joke, be invisible. It'll, we joke it'll just be an empty pint glass. <laughs> but yep, that's our new show. Yes. What else have we been up to? Uh, we hung out with Amy and Aaron from the Disney Diet Podcast, among many other things on the internet um and we had a good time we hung out with them at jock Lindsay's hangar bar and um it's always a blast talking star wars and disney with them so if you haven't listened to their podcast you should go ahead and, and do so amy also is on lattes with leia um and she has got a book coming out soon about um women in star wars so i forget what the name of it is <laughs> uh is it women of the galaxy yes I think that's, that's the it very yes that's it um 
So that was fun. We also spent some time at Disney. Um, we were at Animal Kingdom for Fourth of July. We also um, went uh, saw the fireworks on July third, which is always a lot of fun at Magic Kingdom. So, uh, insider tip: if you're ever in Disney World for the Fourth of July, a it's going to be really crowded. But B, the Magic Kingdom sets off their fireworks shows both on the 3rd and the 4th. So you can see the Magic Kingdom fireworks on the 3rd. It will be a lot less crowded that day. Um, and that will free you up to go to Epcot on the 4th, mm-hmm. which is always fun. We did not go this year because uh, we went last year. But it's always fun because, you know, the America Pavilion goes all out. And uh, that's fun. Yeah. So, yeah. Disney. And we talked more about this uh, on this month's episode of The Mouse Droid. We also went to Animal Kingdom on Friday night to ride Flight of Passage. Again. (laughs) Because we had Fast Pass. It's a life-changing experience, and it's now my favorite ride at Disney. It is, by far. And hey, finally we saw Ant-Man and the Wasp. And, well, we finally saw Ant-Man first. And then we saw Ant-Man and the Wasp. Yes. We're going to talk about that later. Yes. As our discussion topic. All right. Time to switch over to the news. Uh, Indiana Jones 5 had its release date pushed back a year to July 2021 and has a new writer, John Kasdan. Yay. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I think the parts of Solo that I liked were probably written by Lawrence Kasdan. <laughs> um, I have a lot of thoughts about John Kasdan, um, which I don't really want to go into on the podcast because I don't want to be like seen as petty. Um, but I, I just want to note for the record, um, go go look at John Kasdan's like screenwriting credits um, and realize that he got the chance to write Solo, a Star Wars story, which is a huge blockbuster film um and then go look at whenever we talk about having more diversity behind the camera like with directors and writers and the responses that people get is well we just have to have the best person for the job or oh they just haven't proven themselves yet um and i'm trying to make a point here but i'm not going to actually make the point you can make the point you can make the point in your head you can extrapolate the point you can extrapolate what i'm trying to say is that you know, sometimes it isn't who it isn't how good you are or the experience that you've had. It's connections and who you know. And um, yeah, that's all I'll say about that. Moving on. <laughs> Before I get myself in trouble. I'm sure John Casson is a very nice person and I have nothing personally against him except for the crappy things they've said in interviews about Lando. Mm-hmm. being pansexual and not really <laughs> yep all right emmy award nominations do we have a list here i somewhere? yes i i will give you one um but yeah so we're really bad at talking about like emmy nominations because we don't watch tv <laughs> you want to know what the extent of our tv watching is we binge the expanse once a year mm-hmm and we watch a lot of Food Network and HGTV. Right. That is who we are. So the uh, so we have a list of the nominees. Uh, best comedy is Atlanta, Barry, Blackish, Curb Your Enthusiasm, Glow, The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, Silicon Valley, and The Unbreakable Kimmy Shit. 
Schmidt. And that, we have seen none of them. That is a lot of non-network television. It is. I you might notice a theme in this year's Emmys. Well, is Blackish is like the only like main the, network show. Yeah, it's the only main network show nominated mm. for comedy there. Uh, best drama is The Americans, The Crown. Which Game- I actually watch. <laughs> I actually watch The Crown. <laughs> uh, Game of Thrones, The Handmaid's Tale, Stranger Things, This Is Us, and Westworld. Again, only one network nominated <laughs> show there. Yeah, and only only two that are on like regular, like because The Americans is on FX. Um, everything else is either on HBO or streaming stuff. The Crown, I love The Crown. So I'll vote for that. <laughs> Go the crown. Best uh, uh, best limited series, The Alienist, uh, The Assassination of Gianni Versace, American Crime Story, uh, Genius Picasso, Godless, and Patrick Melrose. Don't know any of them. Same. Best actress in a comedy, Pamela Adlon, uh, Rachel Brosnahan, Allison Janney, Isa Rae, um, Tracy Ellis Ross, and Lily Tomlin. The only one I know is Allison Janney because my mom watches that show. <laughs> you, don't know, you don't know Lily Tomlin? Oh yeah, I, I mean, I mean, I mean the oh um, show wise, yes, yeah, the yeah. show wise. Uh, the only, the only part, the only person I've seen in that show. Gotcha. Because my mom watches that. Uh, best actor in a comedy: uh, Anthony Anderson, Blackish, Ted Danson, and no, this isn't 1989. <laughs> Uh, for The Good Place, Larry David for Curb Your Enthusiasm, Donald Glover for Atlanta, Bill Hader for Barry, and William H. Macy for Shameless. I feel like I have to root for, root for Donald Glover. Yeah, yeah. Although Bill Hader, you know. Bill Hader is really damn so funny. So is Curb Your Enthusiasm back? It is back, Okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, I didn't think that was still a show. Yeah, what year is it? Um, I do uh, want to watch The Good Place because people have said how yeah. good it is. Speaking of Bill Hader, how, how many Bill Hader impressions have you seen? Uh, I've, the ones you've showed me. Okay. I, his <laughs> Alan Alda impression is so I good. Know. Uh, right. Best actress in a drama, Claire Foy for The Crown. Tatiana Mons, uh. Maslany. Thank you. I just tongue-tied myself there. Orphan Black, Elizabeth Moss, and eh, The Handmaid's Tale. Sandra Oh, Killing Eve, Carrie Russell, The Americans, Evan Rachel Wood, Westworld. Um, I'm going to root for Claire Foy. <laughs> Of the clown. <laughs> it's the only she's so good in that show though. Uh and then uh best actor in a drama, Jason Bateman, uh Sterling K. Brown, Ed Harris, Matthew Rice, Mi- Milo Ventimiglia, and Jeffrey Wright. Uh supporting actress for a drama, Alexis Bladell, uh The Handmaid's Tale. I didn't know she was on that show. Yep. Uh Millie Bobby Brown, Stranger Things, and Dowd, The Handmaid's Tale, Lena Head. Lena Hetty, Game of Thrones, Vanessa Kirby, The Crown, Tandy Newton, Westworld, Yvonne Strahovski, uh, The is, Handmaid's Tale. Is Vanessa Kirby, does she play Margaret? Uh, now I have to look and see because if she did, if she plays Margaret or not. Uh, oh, what? Yes. Oh, oh, yes. Oh, she's, she's good. <laughs> Yeah, she's not, I mean, yeah. But also, I feel like I have to do for Tandy Newton. Okay, we're probably going to have to call the list there, because this list is much longer it than is, I thought. It is, because there's drama and comedy. But yeah, um, so yeah, that's, that's we don't, again, we're really bad. We're really bad at TV. We're so bad at I TV. I think I'm, I'm going to try to get better, though, because I 
am trying to like get back onto treadmilling and I so I watch I watch Netflix while I treadmill. So I'm almost done with season two of Queer Eye. So I need to like actually watch other shows now. So Brian has given me a list of things that I'm not allowed to watch. Pretty much the only myself. thing on the list is Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Yes. We have to watch that together. And I'm sorry. I know we should have watched Brooklyn Nine-Nine by now. You don't care about The Good Place? Uh, No. You okay. can watch that one. Okay. We're really bad at TV. I know you're going to yell at us because we haven't watched Brooklyn Nine-Nine. I know. I'm sorry. We should have. We're bad that we haven't. <laughs> We're sorry. Yes. We're sorry. Uh, Yvette Nicole Brown is uh, taking over hosting duties for Talking Dead on an interim basis, and you should just go ahead and make that permanent. Yes. <gasps> oh, sorry. I was I was looking down the list of mm-hmm. Emmy Award nominees, and Queer Eye is nominated for a structured reality program, which I didn't know was a thing. Also, Fixer Upper on HGTV. Those are actually two shows that we watch. <laughs> Not a whole lot of overlap there. But I'm yeah. sad no Chopped, though. I know. The I reality competition, no Chopped. Aww. Uh, but anyway, yes. Um, good job replacing asshole guy with a woman of color. Seriously, though, just make that change permanent. Is she? What was she from? She was on Community. Okay, that's what I thought. Yeah. Which I did not watch. But also you has watched. a uh, role on um, the Freemaker Adventures. Really? Yep. Does she? Mm-hmm, oh, mm-hmm. okay, that's cool. Yes, but uh, she's great. Make that role permanent. Yes. Oh, wasn't she at the? Wasn't she at she the was, solo yeah, premiere? Yeah, she was at the solo premiere. Uh, yeah, I thought that was funny that he had all of his like community <laughs> community people there with him. Um, in other very cool uh, news. There's a report that Star Trek 4 is looking to cast a female villain, um, and which is cool in its own right. Like, I'm all for more female villains in general, and like, while Phasma is cool, I would love, like, a actual lead female villain in Star Wars. Um, but in addition, but not only that, the person that they're rumored to be looking at is Danae Guerrera from Black Panther, uh, also, Walking Dead. Um, awesome. Yes. I hope that happens because that would be just so freaking inspired. Yeah. Like, could you imagine, like, Okoe, but bad? <sighs> Give it to me. <laughs> Give it to me. I am all for that. And Star Trek Four is the is the is has a female director, which I is awesome. But um, it's also like going to be kind of weird because they have a. Uh, t- some time travel element because Chris Hemsworth is going to be in it as Kirk's dad, and yeah, it's going to be weird. I don't care how you make that work. You get Chris Hem, you get a chance to bring Chris Hemsworth yes. back in there. You do it. I agree. You do it. That w- I think that was the first thing I saw him in because Star Trek I, 2009. Yeah, I saw that. Before. Thor came out in 2011, well, right? And yeah, and that was definitely before Thor, before Cabin in the Woods. So yeah, that would have been the first thing I saw him in. Yeah, because Cabin in the Woods came out after Thor. I think he filmed it before Thor, but then it came out late. It came out the next year, right? Yeah, Thor came out in twenty eleven. So yeah, so yeah, that was the first thing I saw him in was uh, the um, the Star Trek, and I remember thinking like, oh, I really like him, and he's dead now. <laughs> oh, yeah. So yeah, um. We've got some Star Wars news. We do have some Star Wars news. And I am imagining we're going to have a lot more news next week because yeah, this we- week, next week is San Diego Comic-Con. So we should probably push back podcasting to like 
Sunday or Monday yeah, to catch we, up on the news. We we may we may push uh, the next TSR off a off one or yeah. off until Monday. We were just so we try, can get everything. I realized we were gonna try to we were gonna try to record on Saturday before your parents are here. But then I realized all the news is going to come out like probably Saturday yeah, or Sunday. So, so. and, and uh, by the way, we might be a little sporadic uh, the next two weeks. Yes, or two two and a half weeks with uh, podcast just because I have my folks in town and they live in Seattle. I don't see them very often, so I want to spend time with them. And we get to play tourist. We do get to play tourist. Yes, it'll be great. Uh, what's this? I see hot Thrawn. Hot Thrawn. <laughs> so. Uh, the Thrawn novel comes out uh, next, uh, a few, uh, when is it? Next, not this Tuesday, but the following Tuesday. Mm-hmm. If you're at San, San Diego Comic-Con, you'll be able to buy it um, sooner, which is very cool. But um, So there will be a San Diego Comic-Con exclusive cover, which features Anakin Skywalker, as well as Thrawn, when he is a commander in the Chiss Expansionary Defense Fleet. Um, and he looks very hot, and he has a little curl of hair in his forehead, and I like it, and I'm sad I'm not going to be able to buy this cover. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that's an exclusive. Um, there also is going to be a Barnes & Noble exclusive, which there always is. Um, and that will have a double-sided poster, which will have the normal book cover without text on the one side and the normal book cover is grand admiral thrawn and darth vader so that's why the the uh sandy san diego comic con cover is basically just them younger um so the barnes and noble poster will have that cover and on the other side will be a new art by darren tan of padme um and they also released an excerpt of her um, landing on the planet Batu. Batu, that sounds familiar. It is. So she's off on a mission, and apparently things go bad for her, which leads to Anakin going to look for her, and he runs into Thrawn. So apparently they are like going to be working together on one mission during the Clone Wars, and then... There will also be part of the book that takes place in what is considered present day um, between season three and four of Rebels. So I'm really excited about this book and hopefully um, we'll get it soon so we can have reviews up for you on release day. And yeah, I'm very, very, very excited about this book. And that is the last book that we know of that is coming out by Del Rey, um, with the exception of the solo novelization. So I'm wondering if we'll get some announcements. <laughs> now we should point out that Del Rey is at San Diego Comic-Con. They are. There's going to be a publishing panel, which will have all the various um, imprints that do Lucasfilm publishing. So... Delray, Marvel, Disney Lucasfilm Press. Um, and there are some Disney Lucasfilm Press books that have been announced that are coming out later this year. Um, I know Justina Ireland has a has a younger reader book. Uh, there was a new droid book that was just yeah. announced this last week. But um, the adult Delray novels, the only one we know of is the solo novelization that comes out in September. Now, do we want to engage in a little bit of uh, speculation? No. No, <laughs> I don't have I don't have any speculation. Well, there was that tweet. Yeah, but that could be anything, though. That's just up getting us getting our hopes up. 
Boy, we're leaving that vague for the listeners. Okay, well, Chuck Wendig tweeted that his like stuff he has coming up, and one of them was redacted in this year. Um, so, of course, Brian and I put on our, on our conspiracy hats and hopeful hats that he might be writing Star Wars again. Um, Delilah Dawson also tweeted that she might have news. She should have news coming out of Comic-Con, but she writes a bunch of other stuff. So I don't know if that would be Star Wars or not. I know she she's like starting to write a bunch of other imprints as well. So isn't she also doing a Dragon Riders of Pern thing that yeah. was announced? We haven't it heard was more announced. On. Yeah. So, but so she has a lot of stuff announced. So it could be Star Wars, but um, it either wh- whatever whoever it is, I hope we get some announcements. I know this was where we found out that Jason Fry was writing the solo or the Last Jedi novelization. I know they announced um. They they announced they've announced stuff at Comic Con yeah. before, so yeah. So um, crossing my fingers for some good book announcements. Uh, Sinjir and Condor standalone spy adventure. I mean, <laughs> if not that, I also talk, Chuck Wendig is like one of my top two choices to write a re a new canon X Wing novel. Oh please! So yeah. yeah, if that were to happen, I would do backflips for days. Yeah, yeah. All right, moving on. Uh, this is not confirmed. It's, it's not, not confirmed, confirmed by until Lucasfilm. It's, it's not confirmed until it's on StarWars.com. But uh, The Hollywood Reporter and I think a couple up- other trades are reporting that Billy D. Williams will be returning as Lando Calrissian in Episode Nine. Now, another uh, mark in this being accurate is that Victoria Mahoney, who is the... Uh, second unit director for episode nine retweeted or tweeted something about this. Mm-hmm. So that, you know, if, if that happens, then, you know, it might, it's probably accurate. So yeah. I mean, it's not official official. It's, it's yeah. Probably, Lucasfilm hasn't reported it. So it's, it's not official, but it's as close to confirmed as you can get without yeah. Lucasfilm saying yes. so. I, don't really have any opinions about this like i i'm not against it but it's not like i was clamoring to have more lando yeah i i think it depends on how they use lando yeah um just because at this point it needs to this needs to definitively be about poe finn ray and rose yeah like that that was one of the hesitations i had about the other report that came out recently which was that carrie russell was being eyed eyed for a role Mm -hmm. um and i i think my problem is now is not that i don't think they can't have any new characters but this is the third movie of a trilogy this is supposed to be ending a story and you start adding in other characters it's going to take away time Yeah. now if we're talking these are going to be secondary characters Great. Yeah. But um, it's already kind of a crowded deck. Right. And we, it needs to finish out these these characters' story because this is their trilogy. Yeah. And, and I mean, even you've got Rose now um, and, you know, Kylo over on the uh, First Order side and Hux, you know, so we've got all these, you know, characters where near needing to end the story of um i think you know lando coming in as someone with the republic or the resistance probably makes the most sense both story-wise and 
just character wise um you know going off on a side mission to find lando it would be kind of like that seems like something that should have happened in the second movie Mm -hmm. so i i'm i'm so like not lukewarm on episode nine i don't know how to describe it it's just i have no idea what to expect from episode nine and that's why my excitement level is like way down because i have after episode eight i have no idea what could happen next you know (laughs) so i'm looking forward to the them starting filming and getting some ideas of what's gonna happen it's interesting because we're like empire laid out the breadcrumbs of where they were going to go. Yeah, they had to I don't save think, Han. Yeah, I don't think The Last Jedi did. Right. It. Yeah. I mean, like, you, okay, Kylo is now Supreme Leader, and Rey is now, like, the the Jedi, the last Jedi. Okay, but what now? <laughs> like, there's no one in the Resistance left. Obviously, they have to go find new allies. Yeah. So, so I'm guessing what's, that's... What's the thread to nine? It's yeah. N- I mean... Another Starkiller base. I mean, beyond, <laughs> yeah, beyond deal with the First Order because... They've been doing that. Yeah. That was obviously the whole macro thing of this trilogy. Yeah. But there's yeah. no... It, it feels like there's some connective tissue that's missing. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. You're going to need to explain this next bullet we have here in the show notes to me. Episode nine hair? Episode nine hair. Is this a thing? Yes. So there's, uh, you know, John Boyega has new hair. He grew out his hair. Um, so we don't know if that's what his hair is going to look like in episode nine or if he's just growing it out now before he has to cut it to play Finn. Um, and Mark Hamill shaved his beard and I'm very distressed about this. What? It could be that they're getting ready to use that uh, de-aging technology that Marvel's doing so well and preparing for Return of the Jedi era ghost, force ghost Luke. I would, you need to stop saying that out loud because when it doesn't happen, I'm going to be really upset. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Because I want this now. Like, I want, like, Mark Hamill being older and mature playing... Luke, that is young, but acts old and mature. <laughs> Everything you've ever wanted. Because it, that's that's when he became a Jedi, you know? So, and even like in his, you know, on the crate scene, he looked younger. So, yeah. Stop it. Stop getting, stop it. But yeah, I'm very concerned. Why did he shave his beard? If he's not going to be in this movie, I will be really mad. Are they doing another Flash bit on, or is he doing another thing for the Flash? I don't know. Could be. Yeah, but then he has to grow his beard if he's going to be in episode nine. He has to be in episode nine. I'm going to be really, really upset if he's not in episode nine. Like, just a minute. Like, seriously. You can't, like, kill him in episode eight and then just not have him be a force ghost like he said see you around kid come on i need luke haunting kylo for the rest of his life jj this is the one time you have permission to go to the nostalgia well yes. do it seriously do it. like i just want that the whole movie like we've never seen like a force ghost appear to a like a dark side user and i just yeah want it need it yeah okay 
<laughs> we we, be, we better move on before Nancy uh, Nancy gets more worked up about Force Ghost Luke. Yep. <laughs> All right. Hey, uh, our discussion topic this week, we're going to do a little Marvel because yes. we're in a Marvel mood. Yes. Uh, so like we said, uh, like we said earlier, we finally saw Ant-Man. Three, we did. Three years later. <laughs> uh, and uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp uh, opening weekend. And we really enjoyed them. Yes. Um, so what Marvel movies have we not seen now? Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange. And Spider-Man Homecoming. Sorry, sorry, we've just been busy. Yes. Um, so I have also not seen Incredible Hulk, and I have and I never saw Iron Man 3. You're not missing much. I don't want to see either of those. I, I will watch Doctor Strange probably on Netflix while I'm treadmilling. Um, and we should see Spider-Man Homecoming prior to Avengers 4, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we saw Ant-Man because we wanted to go see Ant-Man and, Ant-Man and the Wasp, mostly because... We needed some post-Infinity War fix, Yeah, well, even though it wasn't really post-Infinity War, but... Oh, by the way, spoilers are incoming, so yes. tune out if you haven't seen Ant-Man and the Wasp yet. Yeah, so we liked Ant-Man. We thought it was really funny. Um, I also enjoyed Ant-Man and the, and the Wasp. I don't know which one I liked more. I think I liked Ant-Man and the Wasp more. Really? Yeah. I appreciated, um, I appreciated... Evangeline Lilly and Hope Van Dyne um, and I appreci- the Wasp. <laughs> I appreciated that uh, ages were appropriate across the board in this film. Yeah. Just casting ages, I mean. Yeah. And, um, you know, I appreciated that she has her hair tied back while she's fighting because like, and people say that's such a stupid thing to be excited about. And I'm like, name me one movie where a girl ties her hair back when she's fighting. It doesn't happen. Like, even Rey in The Last Jedi, like, when she has her hair half up, half down, like, if that was me, I would be, like, wanting to tie back the back part. I'd be like, I can't, I can't do a lightsaber fight when half my hair's down. (laughs) Um, And all I want from the Captain Marvel movie is for her to tie her hair back at some point before she kicks ass. Um, Because, yeah, hair is annoying, and people would know that they had it in their face but anyway um i liked it i liked them together uh cassie is really adorable mm-hmm. i i love the tone of this film just because it's been like seven months of just dark films for us yeah and this was a very nice palate cleanser yeah. like black panther was like exhilarating but it's a it's a more serious movie, you know? Like, there's funny parts in it, but it's a more serious tone of a, of a movie. And Infinity War was funny, but also depressing as hell at the end. <laughs> but this movie was just more, like, fun, you know? And a good palate cleanser. Um, and so, um, I think most people's questions were... When was this going to take place in the Marvel timeline? And the answer to that was that it took place... A literally a hot second before Infinity War. So it takes place two years after Civil War, um, both in-universe and out-of-universe, because Civil War came out in 2016. And um, there's a line in Infinity War that says um, Scott and Clint took a, a plea deal after germany because they uh because of their families you know and you know, basically they were going to be under house arrest to 
to protect their families after going against uh, or helping Captain America. So that was a scene when uh, when uh, Bruce was like, who's who's Scott? And they said, Ant-Man. It's like, well, you have an Ant-Man and a Spider-Man. <laughs> side side note, I, I, I love that uh, Bruce in Infinity War was just the lamp. Yeah, it was us just hanging lampshades everywhere and just calling out the sheer bullshit of everyone. Yes. So this is showing, you know, him under house arrest. He can't leave. He's got literally two days left under house arrest and then he'll be on probation for three years. Um, And it's, you know, him, you know, uh, Hope and uh, Hank Pym try to get like basically take him out of his house to help them and he's like i i can't be here i gotta go back it's 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 very similar to the retirement trope except he's waiting for his house arrest to end so like the whole time he's trying to help them but also not get caught by the um by the uh investigator guy who's assigned to his case um and uh they get um the big thing is that they get um janet van dyne back from the quantum realm um and they're trying to basically figure out how to um like get get stuff from the quantum realm um because you know scott has been there so they believe that he can he has a connection to janet and he can help them find janet and then the the bad guy from the movie um is like can't like keeps phasing out of like existence because of some experiment gone wrong so she wants to use janet's energy so she can like get a normal like keep her normal body um but that'll kill janet and then like janet comes back and then she's like wait i can help you and she helps the girl um and i'm like the whole time during that plot line i was thinking yes like you she can probably help you don't try to kill her (laughs) um so end of the movie they're basically doing experiments in the quantum realm and they're trying to get this energy that will help the ghost which was the the villain's name um retain her form and uh this is the stinger and uh he's in scott's in the quantum realm he's radioing back everything seems fine then he's like all right i got the stuff you can help you can bring me back now and all he hears is static and he's like all right guys very funny come on guys guys and they cut back to where hank hope and janet were waiting and it's just dusted dusted uh, so yeah, literally right before Infinity War, and then as Infinity War is happening, um, which leads to questions: Did Scott was Scott spared? Was Scott supposed to be dusted? But was he spared because he was in the quantum realm? Right. And will the quantum realm have something to do with getting everyone back who's been dusted? Um, which would be interesting. Um, we have many months to find out. (laughs) Why is there no Marvel movie this fall? I don't know. That is a really long gap. It is. So 
the next Marvel movie coming out is Captain Marvel, which comes out in March. And Brie Larson finished filming. Um, so I'm hoping we get a trailer soon. Um, I don't know what movie it would come out with. Um, like, I know the big Disney movies coming out in Christmas are Mary Poppins and then that Nutcracker movie. I feel like we're going to get a trailer way before then, though. I hope so. I really hope so, because... You know, I... And they're not going to be at Comic-Con. I bet a trailer's going to drop Monday Night Football sometime Mm. this fall. Maybe. I don't know if they do that, though. I think that would be... I I could see one coming on Good Morning America. Um, I don't think Marvel's ever done... Do they ever do full trailer drops on GMA, though? Yeah, they do. Do they? Okay. Yep. They've done it before. Now, if they're, um, if they're looking for if they're looking for a big thing to attach it to, though, I don't know if they have anything coming out in the fall that would work. I d- um, I don't know. Uh, but there's so, no Star Wars. There's no Marvel. But that that's what that what that's what leads me to think uh, Monday Night Football is perhaps a possibility because that's going to be yeah. the biggest Disney touch point they have at that point in time. Yeah, I don't know, but I'm hoping we see one soon because I'm really excited for it. It's going to be just a fun. So, give me some Rob. things you need to see in Captain Marvel. Her tying her hair back. <laughs> okay, there's one. Uh, fighter jets. Um, f- fighting to you ought to know. <laughs> or any sort of 90s era anthem. Um, I don't know anything else because I am not familiar with Captain Marvel. You actually read the comic. So, yeah, I want all of those things, but the most important thing to me would be a stinger at the end mm-hmm. in which you see a Pakistani girl uh, putting a Captain Marvel poster up uh, in her room and maybe using some inhuman embiggening powers to do so. And you're referring to? I am referring to Ms. Marvel, Kamala Khan, uh, who, or Kamala Khan, sorry, uh, who is for me, or that, uh, that comic for me is my favorite ongoing comic of any comic out there right now. The world would be a much better place if everyone read it. You're staring at me. <laughs> I have them all in Comixology. I know. You would love them. It's so good. I know. It's so good. So yeah, that would be a cool stinger. I'd also love to see the stinger having her like get Nick Fury's page and then show up and being like, what, what the hell? Okay, where's Nick Fury? Dead. Maria Hill? Dead. Um, Agent uh, Coulson? Super dead. Uh, um, Howard Stark? <laughs> <laughs> Tony just gives a pained look. Aww. Aww. But yeah, I, I'm looking forward to seeing... I, I'm glad they're doing this movie um, set in the 90s so she can be on her own. And it can be like an origin story, but not the kind where you're like, well, where has she been all this time, you know? Because I'm assuming she's going to be sent off into space. She's probably going to be out in the Guardian side of the galaxy. (laughs) 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 Um, And, but I, so I'm glad they're giving her a chance to, like, be on her own, but then I'm also really excited to see them tie back to the rest of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Um, 
And that that goes ties into the next bullet we have, which is <laughs> uh so six years too late, they're if, planning a Black Widow movie. <laughs> if you wanted to do a Black Widow movie, 2013 was when you should have done it. I will say I, I'm glad that it seems like they're looking to hire a female director. Um, a female writer would also be good. But um, I wanted a Black Widow movie in like 2012 or 2013 or even 2014. But like... The problem is there are so many more interesting... <laughs> Characters, characters now and like the like it seems like if you do a black widow movie like would it be an origin story and if so like that's kind of irrelevant right now yeah especially, like, especially because every marvel film that comes out is roughly playing in the same period of time right um so i mean again captain marvel's going to be the exception an exception to this but Captain Marvel is at least still introducing a new character into this universe where Black Widow, it's, a, this is going to have the solo problem. Yes, that is a very good way to describe it. Definitely. Um, like, Captain Marvel, I think, is going to work for the same reason that Captain America worked. Yeah. And now, when Captain America came out, it was, it there, well, were, there were really only two other superhero yeah, so movies. Ca Captain so America, far. though, was setting the stakes for... MCU and moving forward, Captain Marvel's going to do the same thing. What stakes would a Black Mar or a Black but, Widow origin yeah. movie be? Yeah, because like sh she's alive at the end of, of Infinity War. She's been fighting with with Captain America off on their own since Civil War. Um, you know, only the 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 main Avengers are still alive at the end of Infinity War, as well as some of the other newer characters. Um, but a lot of the speculation has been that they're gonna somehow either be pushed to the side or die to make way for the newer characters like Black Panther and Spider Man to come back mm -hmm. and lead the next so phase of Marvel movies. If if you're gonna be using this film space to do an origin film. I'd rather do an origin film for a character, a new character. that's a new character or a yeah. character that's going to be playing a bigger part of the right. MCU moving forward. So give it a Ms. Marvel origin movie. Right. And this is like, this is completely separate from issues with Scarlett Johansson. Like this is talking Which just- Which are plentiful and yeah. well documented. But right now we're, we're just mainly talking about in-universe stuff it just doesn't make sense to go back and focus on a character who's been around for so long it just seems like too little it you know what it seems like it seems like wonder woman came out and they were like well shit we need to do a black widow movie and it's like yeah you should have done a black mo widow movie when avengers was coming out and everyone was like where's her movie yeah dc stole your lunch i mean just like, I remember after Avengers came out and there's that exchange between Clint and Natasha when they're talking about, oh, you remember Budapest very differently. I remember so many people were like, when are we getting that movie? Like the Clint and Natasha movie Again, beforehand. I, I'm sorry. Six years ago. You should have had this six years ago. Yeah. So it just it doesn't make sense. It just seems like they're trying to capitalize. They're, they're like, oh, crap. We need uh, we need to do Black Widow movie like. Okay, great. She's been she's been in enough like I 
I agree. I do think they should have had a Black Widow movie, but I think doing it now just makes no sense. Yeah. It would be the solo like, problem. I'm not, like not going to say no to a Black Widow movie because it's always great to get films starring female characters as the lead role. But at this point, you could get more mileage with a different character. Right. And you get more, you can build more foundation for this film universe with a different character. Right. Um, like... And like you've 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 essentially elected to spread out Black Widow's story over these ten years, right? But I, it may be piecemeal, but you do have that you do have an arc that's moving to completion. Yeah, I don't know where another move where a Black Widow movie fits in for that arc anymore. Right, and it's frustrating because like there was a time when I would have been like, yeah, we 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 should have a Black Widow movie, and like especially because of the stuff like with her and Bucky. But, like, I feel like now it's like, I don't know where you would go. And then, you know, you want to bring in problematic issues with Scarlett Johansson. I think people are just kind of sick of her. <laughs> and, like, it's maybe time to have someone else get a chance to be in a, in a movie. And I've heard so many people go, well, why can't we have both? And it's like, well, yes, we you should. But we should have had this movie Six years you, ago. You can have both. Or you could have Captain Marvel. And Ms. Marvel. And Ms. Marvel. Captain Marvel. And, uh... Spider-Gwen. Sp actually, <laughs> you joke. That'd be great. Uh, but, I mean, Spider-Man is now, like, a thing they're focusing on, so why not? Yeah, so... I mean, a Black Widow movie is fine. Yeah. But at this point... I'd rather that film slot go to go to a new uh, female hero. Yeah, go to something that's going to push the universe forward instead of bringing it back. Because I don't know how a, a Black Widow story now, like that, doesn't seem interesting to me. But like an origin story or her with Bucky would be interesting. So, but that story needed to have been told. Yeah, years ago. Unless you know. Bucky becomes new Cap, and they do the whole story with Natasha going bad or whatever. Yeah, but it's just mm, yeah, you should have done this years ago. It just and it just seems so weird because like you hear about like the other Marvel movies that are coming out, and you're just like, why? You know, like yeah, it. Yeah. And again, this this isn't. I'm clamoring for other female-led films here. Yeah. Because I think the Black Widow story is almost done. Right. I, I want I want more female characters being brought into this universe, and I think a better use of that film slot instead of a Black Widow movie is a movie that brings in a new female character that people can latch on to and love. Yeah. So, yep, that's where I am on that. <laughs> Don't really need a Black Widow movie. I'm trying to look and see what the... Uh what the schedule is for the Marvel, like there's Captain Marvel's coming out in March. Uh, Avengers is coming out in next May. Uh, Spider-Man's coming out next July, Spider-Man two. Um, and then there's like, all just, you know, uh, untitled Marvel movie, untitled Marvel movie three, two. So basically they have nine untitled Marvel movies that are scheduled between May 2020 and July 2022. Um, and like Guardians of the Galaxy three is already confirmed. 
Doctor Strange 2 hasn't been announced. Black Panther 2 hasn't been announced, but likely. Um, and the other one is a Black Widow solo movie and an, Eter- an Eternals movie. So Yeah. Mm. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. All right. Well, I think that's going to go ahead and do it for us today. Yep. A little shorter episode than usual, but I imagine we're going to make up for each, for you all on the next show in which we will be post San Diego Comic-Con. <laughs> yes, sadly uh, we'll not be there, but We because SDCC was coming up, we didn't have a whole lot of news we could work with with you this week. That's probably going to be very different next week. Yes. (laughs) So stay tuned for that. We'll have much likely a longer show for you. Yes. All right. We're on our way out of here. This episode of Tashi Station Radio has been brought to you in part by you, our Patreon subscribers at the $1 level. Uh, That gets you in uh, to our Patreon exclusive Slack team. And if I could make a plea, our hosting costs just about tripled in the last month uh, due to some security stuff we needed to implement and uh, just... The cost of having so much data on our site. If you can support us on Patreon, that would really help and make sure that we can keep doing what we're Even doing. Even just a dollar would is actually very helpful to us. So yeah, and uh, we our our Patreon uh, Slack community is a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, if you're a beer fan, we have the New Tashi Station Brewhouse podcast in which uh, Kristen and I talk about beer a lot. The stuff we like and the stuff we're brewing. Yes. Uh, so get in on that. It's fun. Mm-hmm. Again, just $1 helps us a ton there. Okay. On Twitter, you can find us with the handles Tashi under. <laughs> oh, I knew I was going to do that. I knew I was going to do that. I did it. I did it. We've been joking for days that I was going to do that. Okay. You can find us on Twitter with the handles Tashi Station. That's n- just Tashi Station. No underscore. Down with underscores. Uh, you can find Nancy with Nancy Pants. That's Nancy with an I. You can find me with Lane Winry, L-A-N-E-W-I-N-R-E-E. If you like what you hear, please do leave us a review on iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher. If you are a Stitcher listener, all of our shows are finally coming there on their own dedicated feeds, so <laughs> look out for that. Uh, you can find our columns and news at TashiStation.net. You did it! You I did, did it! it. I did it. No hyphen. <laughs> just TashiStation.net. Thanks for listening to another episode. We'll catch you next time to talk San Diego Comic-Con. Bye. So long. TSR is brought to you by you, our Patreon subscribers. Visit patreon.com slash Tashi Station to help us keep the lights on and to get access to our Patreon-exclusive Slack team.